Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello, and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I am your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined me for episode 80. Hey, we're getting up there. Hey, on today's episode, we have Dr. Jeremy Thornton. Dr. Jeremy is a chiropractor, clinical nutritionist, and internist. And he's going to be talking about cholesterol. You have probably thought about this yourself when going keto, the first thing that comes up, especially when you go to your doctor, all that saturated fat, the bacon, the bacon, more bacon, and more bacon is going to raise your cholesterol levels. But the real question is, regarding cholesterol, what really matters? Is total cholesterol important? Is HDL important? Is LDL important? What exactly is important? And you may be surprised by Dr. Jeremy's answer. So before we get to the interview... I would like to remind you once again, please join the Keto Leader Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Keto Leader. Or if you're listening to iTunes, you can just click on the link. Or you can search Facebook and type in the Keto Leader in groups and it will pop up. So I'd love to have you. We're approaching almost 6,000 members, and so a lot of material on there and a lot of exclusive content. So come join our free group. All right, everybody, on to the interview with Dr. Jeremy discussing cholesterol. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Perryman from the Keto Leader page, and uh, I have a great guest today, uh, Dr. Jeremy Thornton. How are you, Jeremy? Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. Doing great. How are you? Good, good. So Jeremy's a chiropractor, internist, uh, clinical nutritionist, and a, a host of other things. So uh, we we did do a previous interview uh, discussion before about rebooting. So welcome back to the page. You. Uh, you want to just real quickly tell about yourself and how you how you got into the keto world? Yeah, you know, well, my my primary focus in practice I've been in practice twenty years now here in Missouri. And um, I treat a lot of chronic inflammatory conditions, um, uh, chronic degenerative conditions, autoimmune disease and such. And, you know, a big part of this is related to inflammation. And a big part of the topic today we're going to talk about is related to inflammation. So the ketogenic lifestyle, ketones and ketosis just naturally go into this area and help such a broad spectrum of patients with all kinds of different clinical pictures. even from just the just the subject of inflammation, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, one of the big issues that come up is cholesterol, right? You hear that all the time, and I've I've had a lot of people say, oh, "I would do keto, but it's going to cause it's going to shoot up my cholesterol, and I'm going to have heart disease and all that." So uh, probably the best way to do this is if you can kind of just if there is a beginning of the cholesterol discussion. And kind of walk through like what you've seen, uh, how keto affects it. So I'm just going to hand it over to you and kind of take us through it all. Absolutely, absolutely. If you if you think of any questions, if I missed anything, just throw it out there. But you know, uh, honestly, we've been taught a lie for you know over 60 years now about the dangers of saturated fat and cholesterol. That's just the truth. Um, you know, sadly, this all began from flawed 
research done in the mid 50s. You know, uh, uh, they call the father of the lipid hypothesis, Ansel Keys, published a revolutionary study back then called the Seven Countries Study. And in the Seven Countries Study, he supposedly proved that the seven countries he studied that ate the most saturated fat had the highest incidence of heart disease. Um, so he published this study, you know, the, the, the powers that be, the American Heart Association, everybody gobbled it up as the gospel truth. We finally found the cause of heart disease. It's fat, it's saturated fat, it's cholesterol. And so that's really where this dogma began um, and sadly is still being taught today. But the, the interesting thing about his study is he actually studied 22 countries. Uh, so that makes you wonder, hmm, where did the other countries go? Why did he only choose seven? And he, because those were the only ones that backed his hypothesis. He completely threw out other countries that ate a lot of fat, you know, right, the French, um, that had very little heart disease. Um, so the, the, the whole beginning of the, the idea of fat being bad for us, cholesterol being bad for us, and that cholesterol causes heart disease began from flawed research from the very beginning. Um, it's been uh, promoted as the gospel truth. It's being it's been taught in medical schools, sadly still being taught in medical schools today. Um, and in fact, uh, all, a lot of other agencies, a lot of other health promotion agencies have backed away from that claim and have realized that the, the research doesn't doesn't back that up. And, but the American Heart Association still teaches that fat is bad for us and that we should rather than eat butter, we should eat fake fats like margarine and vegetable oil. Um, it's, it's really sad, but that's where this all began. Um, you know, as Americans, we've been eating less fat, you know, this last 60 years than we've ever eaten as a human species. Um, and if, you know, if this claim was correct, we would expect to see what improved health you know, reduction in vascular disease, cardiovascular illnesses. Um, and what do we see? We, we don't see that at all, do we? We see drastic increases in cardiovascular disease. We see drastic increases in, in uh, uh, fat and weight, right? Uh, obesity in America. We see drastic uh, worsening of, uh, of diabetes. Uh, and why is this? Well, obviously, we missed the mark that fat and cholesterol cause heart disease. Um, and uh, as a result, of course, we've, we've increased what? We've increased carbs and sugars because fat is where the flavor is at, right, Dan? Um, you take the fat out, what have they got to put in there to make it taste good? Sugar. Right. <laughs> well, we started putting sugar in all of, uh, all of these products to make them taste better. We take the fat out and we have all these low-fat, no-fat products, um, which are touted as, as health products, right? Um, but they're loaded with sugar, and as a result, uh, as Americans, especially Americans, we've gotten uh, fatter uh, and more unhealthy uh, as a result of this uh, of this flawed research. So um, we, we demonize fat. We connected it to cholesterol. We connected that to heart disease, and and a lot of that is being debunked now, right? But one thing that I hear a lot in the keto world is um, my total cholesterol is going to go up because I'm eating bacon and I'm eating all this fat. So Kind of walk us through like what mainstream medicine looks looks at with cholesterol levels, mm -hmm. you know, the total, the LDL, the HDL, and then what they're finding with uh, ratios and that type of stuff and what we should be looking at. 
and maybe why mainstream medicine doesn't doesn't look at it that way. Awesome. Well, you know, when I first started experimenting in this whole ketone conversation was over 20 years ago when the Atkins diet soared in popularity, right? And people were trying this version of a high fat, uh, kind of like a ketogenic, you know, lifestyle or diet. And, um, and it was against everything that I learned in medical school. So I was, you know, curious about this. How were people getting healthier? How were people losing weight, eating all this fat and cholesterol? So, um, of course, the renegade that I was, I wanted to try it out and experiment on myself. So um, I, I did a strict, you know, uh, Atkins diet back then and um, and did follow up labs. Come to find out, I did lose weight and my lipid values improved. Um, my, my total cholesterol came down, my triglycerides extremely lowered, which we do know are more related to blood sugar than they are to fat. Um, my HDL, my good cholesterol came up, my bad cholesterol came down. So um, my lipid profile improved, although I was eating a ton more saturated fat and a ton more cholesterol than I'd ever eaten before. Um, so I realized that was kind of the first of my aha moments that, hey, maybe we're, we weren't taught the truth. Maybe we don't know the whole picture of what's causing uh, heart disease or what's causing cardiovascular problems. And so, um, you know, after all the years I've been in practice and, and, and helping patients, you know, with different disease processes, you know, we found out that really it's more about ratios. Um, a total cholesterol by itself is really a worthless number, but sadly, a lot of doctors are treating that. If you get a lipid profile done and your total cholesterol is over 200, you're automatically put on a statin drug, right? Um, and we could probably do a whole interview on the dangers of statin drugs and what kind of uh, what kind of side effects that could potentially cause you. Um, you know, but I don't really get concerned about a total cholesterol over 200, especially if the HDL number is nice and healthy. Right. They call that the cholesterol HDL ratio, which is actually way more important than any of the single numbers by themselves. Also, there's a triglyceride HDL ratio. Um, and these are, these are what's more important than any single number. Now, one thing I will, you know, warn people about is if you've not never done a high fat diet before and you suddenly try a ketogenic diet or, uh, an Atkins diet or any version of that, um, temporarily your cholesterol numbers may appear worse on paper. Okay. Um, your body is not used to burning fat for fuel yet. And so we start putting extra cholesterol, extra, extra saturated fat, and that may indeed show up in the bloodstream and, and lead to what would appear as maybe worsened values. Um, so I tell all of my patients, and this is what I do in, in practice, is we don't, um, we don't do follow-up labs for at least three months, but better yet, six months is when we really start to see things turn around. And most people experience better lab values than ever, although they're eating more saturated fat and cholesterol than they've ever eaten. So how do you overcome if you have a physician who doesn't believe in this and they want to throw you on a stat and and, and uh, how do you as as a non-clinical person how do you navigate that do you change, do you change doctors what do yeah, you do it's it's hard and it's uh, um, I feel for for the doctors because they've been you know taught that of course from from the beginning uh, and then propagated by um, American Heart Association by um, um, by research, by, you know, um, statin manufacturers and all of this stuff has really clouded this whole area. So uh, I believe most doctors are trying to do their best and what they believe is the best for the patient. 
Um, but as a patient, what I always recommend is um, if if you have doubts, you know, try tell your doctor that you want to try diet and lifestyle first. You know, talk with your doctor. Can can we try? Um, can we try diet and exercise? Now they may not agree with the ketogenic diet. In fact, a lot of doctors um, have uh, have a lot of misinformation about that because again, it, it goes against the grain of what uh, of what they've been taught. But um, if you do three to six months um, on a ketogenic lifestyle, your labs are going to be drastically improved from what they were before, and that's what's getting a lot of doctors' attention is uh, a patient's coming in and doing this and they're seeing the aftermath. And I think that's what's going to take to change the tide, especially here in America, uh, and show doctors that maybe we don't know all there is to know about fat and cholesterol. Right, right. So besides cholesterol, what other what other labs should uh, people be looking at with their doctor to kind of give them the, the real picture of keto and its, and its you know, the, the opportunities with it? Absolutely. You know, the, um, um, the typical lipid profile, um, in, in my opinion, isn't extremely valuable. I mean, it, it may be a snapshot of some things that are going on. But, you know, when our, when our body makes three to four times the amount of cholesterol than we put in here, when, when that cholesterol number is elevated, you know, diet has very little to do with that. In fact, you know what happens when we, if our cholesterol is maybe a little bit elevated, and we cut back on fat and cholesterol, we go maybe on a low fat diet because that's what our doctor tells us to do. Our liver just makes more cholesterol, right? And um, you know, the, a lot of times we have to get to the underlying cause of, you know, you know I kind of think of cholesterol being elevated as, as blaming the fire trucks and the firemen for the fire. You know, a lot of times we, you know, cholesterol is a vital nutrient. Our body needs that for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, for, for one thing, um, hormone balance and healthy hormone levels are crucial, uh, that relying on cholesterol for, as a building block, uh, cell walls, um, a lot of our immune system is, it, you know, it requires healthy amounts of fat. So, you know, I honestly, when I look at lab work, I'm more concerned if a patient comes in and they have low cholesterol than if they have high cholesterol. Um, and, uh, that's, that's just the truth. Uh, sorry, I got off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, no, no, that, that was good. Just, is there any other labs that... Uh... Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, what's more important, actually, is is keeping a healthy blood sugar. We do know that uh, insulin is highly inflammatory. Um, so most Americans have some degree of insulin resistance and blood sugar problems, um, pre-diabetes, diabetes, uh, and this drives inflammation a lot. So it will also cause your, your lipids to be off. And will especially your triglycerides will be extremely high in cases of blood sugar issues or insulin resistance. So make sure they're checking your A1C, which is a, a great blood sugar marker to see on an average what your blood sugar is running over a two to three month period. Um, you know, fasting insulin is, is a great test to run to, to look at your blood sugar markers. But, you know, more than cholesterol, I would look at vascular inflammation. I would look at a test that's called a cardio C-reactive protein or CRP. Uh, sometimes it's called a high sensitivity CRP. Uh, and it's a great inflammation for vascular inflammation. And really that's what's driving uh, you know, uh, lipid levels to be unusual worse and the cause oftentimes, I would argue most times of cardiovascular disease and, and uh, um, Placking and um, you know 
hardening of the arteries and atherosclerosis and all of these things, stroke risk, heart attacks. Um, we need to get back to the underlying cause, right? Not just the symptom, which may be an elevated lipid level, but the cholesterol isn't the cause. Cholesterol is not the bad guy, right? The, the root of the cause is inflammation. And if we get to the source of the inflammation, that's, that's what's going to lessen our risk of cardiovascular disease. Okay, that's awesome. So in closing, uh, when a person goes to their doctor and what, what are the ratios, again, they should be uh, asking for? Um, they, they need a regular lipid profile will provide those ratios. They just need to divide um, their total cholesterol by their HDL, right? And that number should be under three. Um, then they need to divide their triglycerides by their HDL, and that number should be under two for optimum cardiovascular, you know, lowering cardiovascular risk. That's more important. Um, ask your doctor to check your A1C for your blood sugar. Ask your doctor to maybe run vitamin D. Uh, most Americans have low vitamin D, which is important for heart health. Um, ask your doctor to check for vascular information. Run a cardio C-reactive protein blood test along with your lipid profile. So, and uh, these are standard blood tests. They're not some you know fancy or far-fetched blood tests that your doctor can't run or, or doesn't know about. Uh, it's just not standard of care, right? The lipid profile is really standard of care, um, and that's what a lot of patients receive. And then, and then the last thing: uh, a lot of people get scared with their LDL levels, right? And there's, I know that's a very complicated subject, but can you summarize what they should be looking at in, in just a few moments? Because you know, there's uh, there's different types of LDL, right? Right, right. And LDL by itself, uh, you know, LDL actually is not um, is not cholesterol in and of itself. It's a carrier protein for, uh, for lipids. So there's various types of, uh, shapes and sizes of LDL particles, and you can actually get some very advanced testing and look at particle size, how big your LDLs levels, you know, and the smaller they are, the more, uh, more risk factor they are of getting and digging and burrowing into the artery lining and causing trouble. Um, so we want fatter LDLs, right? We also want fatter HDLs. So you can get more advanced testing in this ratio, you know, and they keep lowering. Uh, what I see on labs uh, is they keep lowering the level, you know, just like they've done with cholesterol, you know, uh, over 30 years ago, you know, 300 was considered the upper level, not 200. And now there's arguments to lower it to 180 or below, right? Um, without a lot of valid research to show that that's going to accomplish anything. Um, and they've done LDL, you know, it used to be less than 150 was considered, um, normal. Now it's 130 and I see some labs using 120. Um, and I've heard talks of wanting to get it under a hundred. Um, and what I think we're going to see, Dan, is if people keep focusing and putting importance on lowering total cholesterol, lowering all these lipid values that we're going to see a rise in other disease processes. I think we're going to see a rise in cancers, a rise in vascular disease, a rise, uh, in diabetes. Um, and then the, uh, ultimate effects are are things like Alzheimer's and dementia, you know, and different neurological, um, you know, uh, abnormalities. So um, that's my two cents. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, thank you for for coming on and kind of explaining the whole cholesterol. Is there any other final thoughts you have that uh, anybody watching should be aware no, of? I would encourage people to uh, to explore uh, the ketogenic lifestyle if you've never tried it before. Um, uh, Dan has a lot of valuable information in his group and his uh, 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 online presence. Um, and um, if you're if you're concerned about cholesterol, um, try the ketogenic lifestyle. Give it six months. 
at least give it three months and then have your blood drawn. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at your values. But not only that, your, your overall health is going to improve. We know that elevated ketone levels have so much dramatic improvement in the body. Um, inflammation, um, improving cognitive function, anti-aging, repairing DNA. There's, there's so much value in a, in a, in a ketogenic lifestyle um, that I'm sad that people are still scared of the cholesterol. Right, right. All right, Dr. Jeremy, as always, uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing all your knowledge. Thanks for having me, Dan. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com. And remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.